Welcome to Reflections from the Heart, presented by Stewardship, a mission of faith. Reflections from the Heart with your host, David Abel, is an outreach of Gospel Reflection, a ministry of Stewardship, a mission of faith. For the next 30 minutes, please join David as he breaks open the bread of life in the Gospel reading for Sunday's Mass. And as the same Holy Spirit who inspired the biblical writers, inspires us today with the truths he reveals to our hearts through his word. Now, here's David with Reflections from the Heart. Hello and welcome to Reflections from the Heart. My name is Rob Longo from Stewardship and Mission of Faith, joined today by Tom DeAngelis, Tom Terrace, and we have a special guest, Cameron Norris. How are you guys doing? Hey, Rob. Very good. Thanks Hello. Thank you. Welcome. Cameron, it's great to have you here, brother. Thank you. All right. So as our, our faithful uh, listeners know, we model this after our gospel reflection groups that we have all throughout, and Cameron is one of our regulars at uh, our Wednesday morning Elizabethtown group, so it's awesome I to love have it. you here. Thank you. Awesome to have you here. So why don't we start with a prayer in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Heavenly Amen. Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for this moment. Thank you for the gift of your love. And uh, we just ask you, please, Lord, to fill our hearts with your love so that we can be the face of, of your love to everyone that we meet, our, our spouses, our kids, our friends, our, our, our co-workers, every single person that we meet, that they will see you, Lord, in the love that we express to them. For all those who will listen, dear God, please bless them, bless their families, uh, and just help us all to be teachable, to be moldable, uh, so that we can bring your love and light into the world. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And uh, we asked Cameron to take a look at our prayer book and uh, you know, pick out a prayer that, that jumped out at him. There's and, a lot of good ones. Pick the serenity prayer. Yeah. So if you How could, could you not? Yeah, why don't you pray that for us, brother? Okay. Lord, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardships as a pathway to peace, taking, as he did, this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will, that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever in the next. Amen. 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 That's a beautiful prayer. And, I love it. And when you when you Pick that prayer. I, just, I have a frame of this at home, and in hospitals I've seen it. But just that first part, and uh, when we put this prayer in, in, in the prayer book, that second part is such a call to the moment. You know, just living yeah. one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time. And uh, you know, so many times we get caught up in yesterday and tomorrow, we we miss we miss the moment. So again, join. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Cameron, and for all those out there, for those who are new to Reflections from the Heart, it's a gospel reflection. So the gospel that you will hear this Sunday at Mass, we'll read that today, and we'll just let the Holy Spirit drive. So whatever is on our hearts here in the studio, we'll uh, we'll just share with each other and share with you. And uh, as we're doing this, just listen for a word or a phrase that jumps out at you, and uh, and just chew on that for a while, and, and, and ponder that. And, and uh, if you have anybody around you, you know, share some some of those inspirations. If not, just uh, just share them with with our Lord. All right. So if if we could, let's uh, let's go to the gospel. Tom, if you can read the gospel for us. Sure. Um, this is um, from the third chapter of John, verses sixteen through eighteen. 
God so loved the world that he gave his only Son so that everyone who believes in him might not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him will not be condemned, but whoever does not believe has already been condemned because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord, Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. So this is this is the famous John three sixteen, and uh, we, I've heard it before. Yeah, it's, it's so <laughs> awesome just seeing the signs in the stadiums, right? Three three sixteen, and you know, some of the the school visits, we would just ask the kids, hey, "Do you ever see that? Yeah, what is that? And, is it the time? <laughs> is it the score? Is yeah. It? Yeah, and then we kind of narrow it down. Then we finally figure out it's uh, it's from the Bible, from one of the Gospels, from John, and then you know we have them open it up and and read it and. We'll always encourage them to replace world with their name. God so loved Cameron. God so loved Tom. God so loved Tom. God so loved Rob. Right? That if we were the only person in the world, God would have become one of us to show us how to live, to show us that suffering has its purpose, to show us how to die, and that if we're with him and on his team, that we will rise with him and, and live forever with him. And it's just so amazing that God loves each and every one of us to the point that, yeah. that he became one of us. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Another translation is God so loved the people of the world. Yeah. It makes, it, makes it personal. Yeah. It's nice right? to be loved. <laughs> and sometimes that's hard for us. Yeah, we, you know, love God and love your neighbors. You know, God, it's easy, <laughs> easy to love you, but right. do I really have to, do I really have right. to love my neighbor? <laughs> yeah. Right. So God loved the people. Right. So Lord, please plant, plant that love in my heart. And Cameron, you know, earlier, this week we were chatting about uh, about love, and, and you really you challenged me um, and, oh boy. And, and the other gentleman that we were talking to that uh, you know that that God will protect His children from from us sometimes if we're not ready to love someone that, that God might not send that person to us yeah because especially if, if the people know that we're you know quote unquote church people. Or you know, people of faith, or whatever. That right. if we're not in a position and ready, if our hearts not ready to love them, yeah, then then he'll protect them. So if you can, you share a little bit of, of what we you're... really have to be more careful as Christians because we're going to reflect the Father's love. And if somebody looks at what we show as love, and if it's not love, then they're going to use assumptions about, oh, you hate me, therefore the Father hates me, mm. or God hates me because you hate me. And I think we have to be really careful about that. I also think you're not going to be able to have authority, we, is what we talked about earlier. You're not going to have authority over something you can't love first. We ended up talking about how do you have authority over your kids because you love them or which one is first, do you, the love or the authority? You know, I think, I think a kid can know that their dad loves them so much and when they tell them something, even if, you know, maybe at the surface they look like they're disagreeing with you, they might go back and take a moment and say, well, dad told me that and he loves me a lot. So maybe, maybe I need to take some counsel here as opposed to, you know, maybe a child that's abused and they don't see that love piece and whatever words are, are spoken into that child's life from that father they might ponder it and say, oh, well, 
this doesn't come from a place of love, you know, I'm not going to accept this counsel. So which one, which one comes first? And I think there's going to be a lot of people who come across our paths. We have the opportunity to show the Father. And what is the Father? He's love. God is love. And then I think it's easy to relate that to, you know, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It's not rude. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of the long, of the wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. So if that's what love is, and God is love, are we that also? Am I, can I put my name in? Cameron is kind. Cameron does not envy. Cameron does not boast. Cameron is not proud. And, and if we're supposed to show love to people we meet, I think it's, I think it's pretty, I think it's pretty powerful if you think about the people who come across your path and the people who don't come across your path because maybe God is protecting that person from you. That's kind of a scary way to think about it. <laughs> yeah, you, you guys got to stop putting personal names in these scriptures because it's very convenient. Yeah, try it with your name. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, uh, you know, it's very important what you said too because I'm, I'm also thinking about, you know, later in John's gospel, and we've been reading it through the Easter season, but yeah. where Jesus says, you know, that I and the Father are one, or Philip says, just show us a Father and we'll, we'll be fine. And he says, I, you know, if you see me, you see the Father. Right. And I think part of, you know, our, our way of understanding how to be the Father to other people is to just look at Jesus and look at his life and look at his death and look, you know, look at the, the sacrifice that he made. But two here, he says, you know, the, the God so loved the world, he gave his only son. And if you put this in context, because another thing I think that comes out of these the, this particular scripture passage is that people look at that and say, well, if you just believe you're okay, then you can do whatever you want. You believe you're saved, right. you know, God loves you, and then you can, you know, you can go do whatever you want, you know, get drink, run around, right. commit adultery, whatever, because I'm saved. Yeah, and, and that, grace covers it all. Out of the context is to say, well— no, this is this is right after, or you know, right, yes, right after Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, and he's saying, that, you know, at the beginning of his ministry, believing in who he is is so important, and then later you'll get to see. So you take it out of context. The whole second half of John's gospel is how to be like the Father right. by being like me, by being like Him, you know, and he and he brings us to that understanding. But it's it's so it's so important that we understand. And I just also heard on one of our Lighthouse CDs, one of the newer ones that just came out, was somebody was referring to the fact that original sin is a sin of pride. But when you really reflect on it and you think about the temptation that Eve had, it's really a, it's really a suspicion of God's fatherhood. It's like, is he really a good father? Because he put us here and we've been, we've been living with him in communion. We've been living with him in, in an intimate relationship. And now the serpent comes along and says, did God really tell you these things? And she says, well, yes. He says, well, he told you that because he didn't want you to find out the real truth. Now, all of a sudden, we're suspicious about our father. You know, and Jesus came to reconcile us to that, to say, no, 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 this is fine. You know, and just – and one other thing, I'm looking at this um, – the serenity prayer really hit me relative to the gospel is taking, as he did, the sinful world as it is, not as we would have it. And right before that, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace. I mean, those are the things that we reject, you know? Yeah. I, I can see somebody, I can see Eve saying, well, you know what? 
it could be better. You know, there's, you know, there's other things that maybe I can imagine that might be better than the way that it is in my relationship with God, you know, or our relationship with God. So yeah, yeah, pass me a piece of that fruit, you know, let me see what it's like. Right. But, but it really comes down to the rejection of the father and it, and there is pride involved in it and there, and there's probably, you know, insecurity or frustration or whatever, suspicion, but fundamentally, what we did to God was say, "I don't trust you, Dad. You know, I don't trust you're going to catch me." You know, and that's that's a that's a tough thing. You know, and I think there's probably a yeah. lot of us out there listening who might think, "Well, I, I can't love the way these guys are describing." I, you know, I am suspicious of God. You know, like uh, this suffering happened in my life, and God doesn't love me. And so I think we need to like pray to God and ask the Father to heal those wounds. That that make us believe these things, you know, that yeah. that keep us from loving the way we can because of how we were wounded by someone in our That's life, right. you know. And in this gospel, like God wants us so much to have life, and He sent Christ to heal us of our wounds. So I think we need to like go to Him and say, please, you know, like heal whatever wounds. I don't even know what they are. You know, they could be so reveal, deep. Re- reveal and heal, right? Yeah, reveal because yeah. we bury them. You know, we yeah. bury So re- reveal, like you're saying, so reveal, please, Lord, reveal yeah. the wounds and yeah. heal those wounds. That's uh, that's yeah. beautiful prayer. And he does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We have to listen often. But the way, Tom, that you were talking about, you know, Daddy, I don't trust you. Like, I mean, the four of us are fathers. Yeah. Yeah. In the, in the earthly, uh, earthly uh, definition, we're fathers and... Uh, Man, that I can imagine how that would hurt the heart of a of an earthly father. So God, you know, he 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 wants us to trust him. Yeah. He has our he has our ultimate best interest in uh, in in his heart. Yeah. So yeah. That, that makes it real personal when you, yeah. when you speak like that, Tom. That you know, I don't trust you, Daddy. Yeah. I think I think too of um, and this was another thing I heard maybe last week on one of the Lighthouse CDs where uh, there was I think it was one of the CDs on the covenant relationship that the seven covenants that were set up in the Old Testament and the fulfillment with Jesus was that when God set up the covenants the deal was you know he with the covenant of Abraham where they split the animals and then the fire came down the center and the and the 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 thinking on the covenant was you know if i this is god if i break the covenant let this happen to me if you break the covenant let this happen to me that's mm-hmm. the way he set up the covenants this, this we screw up he takes the heat you know if we screw mm-hmm. up he fixes it for us if we screw up and isn't that the message fundamentally that jesus comes to tell us is you can be forgiven you know, come to the Father. Don't walk away. Don't pretend it doesn't exist. Don't ignore the hurt that you've caused. But come back. You know, come back to me, the prodigal son. Come back. I'll make, you know, we'll take care of everything. Don't don't worry about, you know, the, the fact that you ran off and you took half of my wealth. You know, there's plenty more here. Don't worry about it, you know. But it's that whole, that whole situation where you look at it and you say, He's doing, like you said, Tom. He's doing everything for us, and we still have trouble trusting him. You know, yeah. Like if I screw up, if you screw up, you take the heat. If I screw up, you take the heat. 
Right. You know? I mean, what what better deal could you ask for? You know. And yeah. it seems like it's a thing with the free will. Like, how could God not love us when He gives us that free will to we can decide whether or not we want to love Him or not? You know, like it even says here, whoever does not believe. You know, so that person is making a choice, you know, not to believe. So I think that gift of free will is just so yeah. huge that, that God yeah. has to love us if he's given us that gift. <laughs> he's not forcing us to love yeah. him. That's a that's a really good way to think about that. I never I never realized that. I mean, that's almost the one that's almost the greatest gift that God could give us is the gift to be able to love him, but freely. Not to he be He doesn't compelled. want slaves. Yeah, not right. to be compelled, not to be pressured. Yeah. But then there's – and then to take the risk that I might reject him, Yeah. you know. And but, thankfully, I, but I'll take that risk because I want the love. I want the free love, you know. Yeah. Wow. And thankfully, we don't get what we deserve. <laughs> Sim- yeah. Similar yeah. to yeah. our kids, uh, we have a two-month-old. He contributes a lot to the family. He's smiling and he's happy and he's awesome to be around. But really, if you look at it, he doesn't contribute a lot. Right, he's not helping make dinner or take he, out the trash take or the garbage out, cleaning yeah. his room. I realistically, yeah. if you looked at the you know the pros and cons <laughs> on a surface level, he adds a lot of dirty diapers to the house, <laughs> throws up on hey, us a lot. He, he doesn't, help he doesn't let us sleep. Yeah. Right, but guess what? I love him so much and yeah. unconditionally, and that's a fatherly love. Mm. It, he, he's not getting what he deserves. Right, he's not getting right. yelled at for. For pooping his pants, <laughs> he, he's getting love, and, and I want to do those and things. And the poop's cute. It's cute. And at night, when you don't uh, sleep, you go hold him and you rock him, and you're thankful you're able to do that. And, but it's like, why? Why does he get that love, that treatment? Well, it's it's because he's mine. Well, same way with God, we are His, and He is gonna. You know, I love how um, you know he, the story of leaving the ninety nine mm. to go after the one. What a cool thing. He loves us so much. And and not just me. I love thinking about myself, but every single person in the world. I love God so loved the world or the people of the world. It's not he loves me and he loves the four of us around this table and he loves my mom, but he loves some people that mm. might be easy to say they're unlovable. They They weren't created by accident. He loves them. And yeah. I think... What we started with, that's our job. That's our role in life is to show his love, to reveal the Father to people. And and, and so many people individually uh, have a tough time grasping, accepting yeah. that love, that unconditional love. One of our speakers uh, will, will share about a story of a teenage boy who was battling with pornography and, and he just walked him through you know, if Jesus was here, what would he what would he do? Like the first time you view pornography, he's like, oh, he'd be so disappointed. He'd he'd shake his head, and he's like, no, he would he would hold you and hug you and say, I'm so sorry that this happened to you. I'm so sorry because the average age of first exposure is anywhere between eight and eleven years old. Yeah, I'm so sorry this happened to you. I love you. You're mine. Do you know that Jesus loves you? Do you know that God loves you? He's like, yeah, he has to love me. Like, he loves everybody. Right. And then, you know, because I'm part of the everybody, he just yeah, yeah. has to love me because I happen to be part of the everybody. He's like, yeah. no, do you know that God loves you? Right. You. Yeah. And the way you, you use your two-month-old son is so beautiful because I would always think that when I was holding my kids, 
they didn't have to do anything to get my love. I That's just right. love them. It was and, you, and you took it a step further. Not only are they not doing anything to earn love, they're doing right. some things that would <laughs> about it. Have, yeah. right? ruin in your sleep. Yeah, yeah. And and how much do we love them? That's right. right. So I, so God the Father yeah. is looking at us, you know, knuckleheads as we are sometimes, <laughs> and, and loving us through our knuckleheadedness. And, That's right. And we can't earn His love because He's already given it. Yeah, completely unconditionally to us. It reminds me of last week's gospel when you know Jesus appeared to the twelve and they were in fear in the upper room, and yep. he didn't chastise them for, you know, running away or you know for Peter betraying mm. him or anything. He didn't bring any of that up. You know, he just said, you know, uh, I think he said, "Peace be to you," and then to follow me. You know, so yeah, I I thought about that last week too, and I I don't know I I wasn't in the in the uh, the broadcast last week, but but for Jesus to come in. And I'm thinking, if I would have been part of that band of <laughs> apostles, I would have been embarrassed. I would have been scared. I would have thought, you know, and, and not so much fear for my life sort of thing, but just what did I do? That was so sure. stupid. And then something about his presence and his peace be with you, you know. And then that they went from probably from that to being rejoicing. Yeah. And all of a sudden they forgot who they were and what they should have been and they realized that he came back for them and, and then he you know he was in front of them and then he says it again peace be with you and then right after that and I think this is I have to reflect on this a little bit more but I because I think there's something in there right after that the very next thing he says is as the father has sent me so also I send you it's like he got he, he got him in a vulnerable spot and then he <laughs> just says by the way I need your help right. <laughs> I need a commitment from you here I'm That's sending right. you and uh, let that soak in a little bit, and we'll get back to that later. You know, I've got 40 days yet, you know, and uh, we'll and they, get back they, to that. And they didn't know what they were being sent That's into, right. right? That's right. They didn't know that they were going to be martyred. Right. Right. But, it, uh, and, uh, but then still peace. You. Yeah. As a right. father sent me, right. I sent you, still peace. peace. Like, yep. you're going to go through some stuff. Right. And in the midst of that stuff, that's how awesome God yeah. is. In the midst of the craziest circumstances. That's right. To yeah. the point of, of, of martyrdom. Yeah. Peace. Yeah, well, and, and that's just like in this scripture here. He so loved the world, and then it, it says down here in seventeen, not to condemn them. Mm. So he's right. sending us out to do what he did, love right. them. That's what you know. If we're if we're all about the harvest, if we're all about yeah. reaching the lost, what's going to do it? I think I think he gives us a recipe here. Mm-hmm. How do we walk that line of love, and you know sometimes. There's correction that needs, you know, truth right. that needs to be told yeah. without going over to the condemnation right. where people sometimes in our presence might even feel condemned. We might not even have to say a word, but they may feel like they're being judged just by our presence. You know, that, that, that's, that's not going to attract, that's not going to attract anybody to, uh, to our Lord for sure. Now, the one thing that, that I keep wrestling with, I don't know if anybody else has, but you know, when, when the un, like, yeah, obviously you have your family, but in situations where you're absolutely certain that someone is living outside of God's will, how can we still love them, right? And I think it all comes down to relationship. That if we if we if we walk away from the relationship, or we push someone out, we're never going to have a chance for God to work through us to love them. And they're going to go into situations where they're going to feel accepted. That's right. And loved by a, and they'll chase it. A, a certain community or a certain individual, and they're going to chase that. Yep. 
So everybody wants connection. Yeah. It's yeah. it's the one common thread with every human being is I want to be connected. And we know we're created, so we are created with that sense of connection. So as the church, as missionaries in our daily life, we have the opportunity to connect with the people and get them plugged in, the same opportunity to push them away, and somebody else says, I accept you, I connect with you, and pulls them in a different direction. And, and it's like we, we, we might have a family member who um, maybe doesn't deserve our love, and we know that they are not on the path that, you know, the purpose for their life, and they're not following God. But it doesn't matter because I mean, it matters, but we're still going to chase after them. We're still going to work on them. We're still going to do everything we can uh, for them because they're our brother. But then if they're standing on our right-hand side, we looked over to our left-hand side, and it's somebody in the same situation, but they weren't born from the same parents, so they're not your brother, and maybe we don't invest as much time and resources and energy in them. I think we're called to do that. Love each of us as a brother and not just spend time on the one that you were raised with, but spend time on the one on the other side that, that deserves the same amount of love. Yeah, I, I just heard this talk about connection. I heard this amazing story. Someone was uh, was drawn just to hang out with uh, you know a, a homeless man, and he just sat down. And I said, can I sit down? And just, oh, sure. The homeless man said, hi, how you doing? What's your name? And he just started a conversation. He said, you, you really want to talk to me? And they talked and they just had this amazing yeah. connection. Yeah. And then, so powerful. Yeah. And then the, the guy he said, oh, I wish I can give you more. This is all I have. And he gave him a $20 bill. He said, can you just wait here? Can you, can you, I, I need to go somewhere. I'll be back in five, 10 minutes. Can you wait here? And the guy's like, yeah, sure. So the homeless man left and he comes back and he took that $20 bill and bought two lunches and he gave one to the man and, and he said, can we have lunch together? Wow. Right. So like, that's what people want. Yeah. And, and, he, and he, Jesus at the last supper, right, when you break bread with people, that's when you get connected even more deeply. Right. Yeah, so that's right. in our lives, there's going to be so many people that are disconnected. They feel out of their friend group. They feel like they're out of their family. They're out of their community. They don't, they don't feel that connection. And it just takes that one person to reach out to, to bring them back in. Yep. Yeah. People know when you're treating them in an arm's length away. Yeah. And people know when you're embracing them. Yeah. So the call for us all here today is, can we go out with, with the love of the Father that you know, G God sent Jesus into the world, not to condemn, but to love. So, Lord, please help us, each of us, to to take this call. This isn't just this isn't just this isn't just a history book, right? This is our call right now in this moment, living one day at a time, like, yeah. the, like the Serenity, Serenity Prayer said. So, can we take today, Lord? Please give us the grace to yeah. take this moment, this day, to be Your love and Your joy and mm. Your peace to every single person that You put in our path. God bless all of you, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you. Yeah. Amen. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, you might consider participating in a Gospel Reflection Group. For information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups, or 
how to start a gospel reflection group in your area, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org and click on Gospel Reflection Groups or call us at 717-367-0100. Stewardship, a mission of faith, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and depends on donations from people like you to make Reflections from the Heart possible. If you enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation by visiting our website or calling us at 717-367-0100. On behalf of David and the staff here at Stewardship, a Mission of Faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him. Thank you.